Hello everyone, welcome to the next episode of the Brood for Gaming podcast. I am the Caffeinated Dad, and I have to say it's THE Caffeinated Dad. Apparently when I say it too fast, it sounds like I'm saying decaffeinated, and we don't do that here. Today, I am joined with a very special guest and arguably one of the funniest Kill Wars 2 content creators I have ever seen. If you ever want to find sketch comedy, this is the person to talk to. I'm actually joined by Grant the host of the heavy hat channel grant how are you i'm doing good man and thank you for that i appreciate that oh it's it's uh every time i see one of your videos i have to watch even the ones that aren't related to guild wars honestly the uh the polish the pipe or uh yeah it was polish the pipe (laughs) video (laughs) was was hilarious now that happened right yeah that's a that's a true story man like that it was one of those things where like it happened and i remember i was going through it and i was like I know my channel is mostly about Guild Wars, but I was like, this is too good not to share. This is insane. See, and I think you share that plight with, like, well, even myself, um, but most content creators is, like, you might actually have something that's really hilarious. Like, that entire story. Like, at the end of it, like, well, I'm not going to spoil it for those who have not watched it. But at the end of it, like, it, you were ending up in that same position that <laughs> the bomber was, and you had to do it. It, it was so good. Um, but I, I understand that and I, uh, I get that. And I think that is what makes your channel great is that you are relatable. I, I really, really had to say that up front. Um, what I will say though, is I've noticed that you have honed your acting skills with your channel. Um, can you tell <laughs> me a little bit more about that? I've honed my acting. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I mean, do you mean they've gotten better since I started? Yeah, well, like with the green screen, with putting yourself in in the same image <laughs> twice, and all these little techno wizardry that you have in the background. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, well, it's kind of a little bit of a long story of how I all got started. If you want to know. Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, again, this this episode is is about you and your channel. I really wanted to talk about it. For sure. Ah, uh, well, sit back, man. It's gonna be about five ten minutes. But, all right, uh, I got a beer. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was born in 19. No, um, when, uh, let's see, it was like two years ago, actually probably about exactly two years ago, my, my real day job, my work, we all went home, work from home because of COVID. And so they shut down our office and I'm a manager where I work and like being around people is how I connect with people. I was, I was kind of the manager where like, if one of my, uh, people, <clears throat> if one of my people was on a phone call, I'd like sneak up behind them. If I could tell they were really stressed out and like blow bubbles behind them and just make them freak out and laugh <laughs> and like, so like when we all went for work from home, obviously I can't do that. I can't just sneak up and blow bubbles behind. It'd be you very strange if like... you were able to continue that even while yeah. everyone was working. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get the cops call on me or something. <laughs> and so like I remember sitting there thinking, I was like, man, like how do I connect with my team? Like I genuinely, it's not like even just a manager thing. Like I genuinely just liked everybody I worked with, and I was like, how do I connect with them? So I started uh, just filming myself doing random things and doing like updates, and. uh when uh i started getting into it i started really like enjoying it and going hey man this is a lot of fun to edit these things and like i started to realize i enjoyed making you know them fun funny um and this was all for work and then eventually what ended up happening was one of the heads of the company found one of my videos on youtube for like one of my teams and was like hey man i want you to partner with our whole it division to make a bunch of it videos for like uh, tech issues and stuff and like how to navigate like oh if this happens to your screen this is what you do 
and like it blew up like crazy. And so this is all still at work, right? And I eventually ended up making all these different, like 10 different videos. And they're all private, so don't go looking for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I imagine yeah. so. <laughs> I would, again, we were talking about before the, uh, the show, doxing. Like, we can't do any of that. So, yeah, I, I get it. Go on, go on. No, yeah, for sure. So, like, um, but I was making all these different videos, uh, and they released them all. And eventually what ended up happening is actually the communications department at my work that was in charge of all that pulled me into a meeting and was like, hey, straight up, dude, you're making us look bad, and we're going to make you're, we're gonna make you stop. And I was like, wait, wait, what? I was like, I'm doing this as like a side thing just for fun. And it's making your whole department look bad. Like if anything, that's kind of feedback for you, man. Like I was going to say, you got to step up the game. That's, that's too much. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, I wasn't trying to step on anybody's toes at all. I was just trying to be like funny and help out. And if anything, I was like, I was trying to help your department send these out and like take the credit for them. Say you did it. I don't care. But, um, they ended up shutting me down for a while. And like, it really got kind of disappointing because I really enjoyed making the videos. And at that point, I was still playing video games. It's just kind of a big hobby of mine. And I was like, you know what, man? Like, maybe I just take all this energy I have, all this love for video editing and turn it into a YouTube channel. So I just been doing that on the side for a while. And like every once in a while, I'll see like an effect to kind of back backtrack to your question about like the, you know, having two of three of me on the screen and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I'll see an effect and I'm like, man, that's really cool. How do you do that? And I'll end up looking it up and then like, playing around with my camera and figuring it out and it's just a lot of fun see it like first off um uh your timing was terribly off that that whole story was only like two and a half minutes so um, was, okay well like... I, I talk fast i guess <laughs> <laughs> well that, so also to be fair your videos that i see are usually only like 30 seconds to a minute and a half so yeah you do have to get a lot of information in and out. <laughs> um fair. but it, like and i think that's great though it's like first it's great that you were able to be able to spend so much time let me put it that way like on this new hobby and it was exciting and it was still kind of considered work uh right like you got paid to do this yeah so i i mean it clearly was like a side thing so i ended up doing it like like obviously within my work hours but it was like i had to still do my regular job yeah it was like a, they call it a stretch roll is what they call it oh i hate those oh yeah <laughs> Or they are gonna make you do more stuff, but like you're gonna have the same pay. And everything. They they but like they put that in in my role for for my actual full time job. They put it down at the bottom where it's like or anything that the client asks for, which is like yeah. that it like you know it's like hey you know you could change the tire of the CEO like you know that could be what the client yeah. asks for. It's like crap. Yeah, no. I mean, well, at the end of the day though, man, like it's I'm not complaining at all. Like I genuinely have a love for it and I do enjoy it and like. Uh, one of the things that I think people kind of underestimate is like, yeah, like even if I make a, a 30 second to a two minute video, like with all the editing that I do for them, it's not just me sitting in front of a thing just going, hi, welcome to the heavy hat. I'm going to talk to you for two minutes. It's like, it takes four or five hours of editing to make it all perfect and like have the comedy just, just right and everything. Oh, absolutely. Oh, 110%. And, and, and speaking on personal experience, like, a lot of the videos and and I would explain this to uh, some of the people that I, that have asked is like I would probably spend an hour for for the first two minutes or so, like maybe an hour uh, to two, just editing the first two minutes, making sure that the timing is right, making sure that the jokes make sense and just keeping up the pace with that. And it's like, well, you know, you could just kind of glaze over that. And I was like, but but you really can't. So I can appreciate, you know, four to five hours for a 30 second video, 110%. Oh, for sure. I mean, if anybody were like, and, and yours are 
pretty much like really edited kind of similar to mine as well. Like we have kind of a pretty similar sense of humor for a lot of things with all the memes and everything. And like, I don't know about you, man, but like if anybody were to watch any of my unedited videos, they'd be like, what the heck is this crap? Like, <laughs> like I think that that could be actually something that you just add on at the end is like a couple of bloopers where it's none of it's green screen. None of it's, it's just you standing in a room and like either misreading lines or something. I think that adds to your, that, that might add to your comedy like just persona because let's be serious your your persona is setting up a story or setting up the dominoes and knocking them over and and you do it in such an efficient and like precise way again guys this is basically a promotional spot for yeah. grant's uh, grant's videos if you haven't seen them you're, you're missing out they are freaking hilarious and they're short you can watch i think most of them aside from i think you had a couple of guides you can watch most of them in about like 15 20 minutes it's great <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Like, I, that's one of the things that I, I try. Like, I've had a lot of people comment. They're like, oh, these need to be so much longer. And I'm like, bro, it takes like four hours to make a minute video. Like, yep. this. like if this was my full time job, then sure, dude, I'd do one a day. But like, I don't know. Like, uh, I try. One of the things I try to do, too, is like I genuinely try to make all of my videos funny. Like, I have a hard time doing just an instructional video of like, well, this is what you do in Guild Wars. Like, like I try to have jokes and stuff in there just to keep people's attention and just make it enjoyable. And so like anytime I've done a really long video, cause I have a couple, like I think my, uh, I did a whole thing about strikes, like kind of a guide of all the different strikes. And I yeah. genuinely think I had like two jokes in the entire thing, but like it, it was hard for me to make those. Cause I'm like, where are the jokes, man? Why isn't this funny? It, it's, it's tough to find that balance of like actual engagement and then information, because I think that's where, where like, a good channel and i say a good channel um can really shine and it's what a lot of the bigger channels will end up doing is where they'll have the information but they'll be able to cycle in like five or six or seven different jokes you know yeah for sure no so um i think i think it's great first off uh that you were able to translate something that you had for work into uh <laughs> a side hobby and to see i think like on every one of your videos like within the first hour you get like it's like 10,000 views. It's ridiculous. People love this content and and the way that you deliver. Now, uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about specifically because of what I'm trying to set my own podcast up for in the future is kind of going back to what you were talking about gaming. Now, gaming has always played a very important role in your live um live life. There we go. Um and I wanted to see, like, you know, your kind of, like, history on that. Like, what, like, why do you game? Why, why is it so important to you? Um, jeez, that's a, that's a big question. Um, I, I don't, I'm trying to think, like, back when I was a kid, the first, the first game I think I got was probably Pokemon Blue when it came out. I mean, like. Respect. Uh, huh? I can respect that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it would have been what 1997 or something like that. I I remember. So here's something cool. It's like when I was growing up. Obviously, I my my family didn't have a whole lot of money. But one of the things that my dad did to always teach me to say like, hey, this is how you save for money, or this is how you save for something, is when I was growing up as a kid, he'd be like, hey, if you save half of something, I'll match it, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. And I vividly remember uh, it was actually for an N64 because uh, back then. The N64, it was like a hundred bucks. Like, I wish I could buy a console today for a hundred bucks. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, I was, gosh, I would have been 10, 11. I don't even remember when the N64 came out. 
And I was like, hey, I saved up $50. And he's just like, what? You have 50 bucks? And I was like, yeah, I've been saving for like a year. <laughs> and he's like, show me the money. So I like, pulled it out and like, what he didn't know is like, this is back when everybody, when the credit cards weren't huge and like he would sit down on a couch after work and I'd be like, yeah, dad, yeah, you know, get off the couch. And then I go raid and there's like quarters in the couch and stuff. So he didn't right, know right. it was like kind of mostly his money. But like, <laughs> uh, I showed him, I was like, hey, I got $50. He's like, shoot, let's go to Costco right now. And we bought a N64. And so I remember Diddy Kong Racing was like the only game I had for six, seven months. Oh, it's such a good game though. Dude, it's so solid. I actually... Weirdly enough that I say this is about six months ago, my dad came, uh, I'm from Southern California. I'm from San Diego. I live in Utah now. Gotcha. He came up and visited me and I asked him, I was like, do we still have my old N64? And so I actually, in my closet behind me in all my videos, my N64 is sitting in there with Diddy Kong Racing. <laughs> nice. Oh, what's it? Um, uh, it's coming back to me. Uh, uh, the, uh, extra characters, the secret characters was, uh, Banjo. Banjo and Kazooie, right? Yep. And yep. then and then the clock. What was the clock's name? Oh, sh that's it's, a good one. Yeah, I just remember having to race him all the time. Yeah, and, time he, and he, yeah, yeah, and he was just like he was like the fastest one. Like no matter no matter what you did, he would always beat you. Like ah, it's such a good game though. <laughs> it was TT the timer apparently. TT the timer. Thank you for that. Well, uh, like I have everything set up for the podcast, so it's like I don't want to touch anything, so I don't lose anything. No, sure. um, but no, like, uh, I, so uh, I can definitely relate to that, and I, and I I would imagine that a lot of the people who listen to this podcast and you know are of similar age will definitely remember something similar. I played an N sixty four. I played uh, uh, Diddy Kong Racing. Um, I'm trying to think, the I think the first big game, of course, that I got was Super uh, Super Mario sixty four. Um, which was along that same pattern or that same kind of like time area, but oh, I think yeah, man, that's classic. But I think the game that really like stuck out for me that I played like relentlessly was Smash. I had like that. Oh yeah. Oh man, I remember, and everyone had a copy of Smash. Like you, you could go anywhere and play. Like I, I went to a birthday party, and all we did was sit there for four hours playing Smash Brothers, and like it was, it, it was the most fun. But see, like memories like that, that like that type type of stuff. And, and the reason I wanted to ask that is, is because I feel like it develops you a little bit as a, like a, a little bit more of a rounded character and understanding where you came from. Um, so thank you for sharing that. I, you know, it's a bit of history on you. <laughs> yeah, there you go, man. So um, what I'd like to actually ask now and, and kind of see um, what your thoughts are. Um, obviously the game that we make most of our content around is Guild Wars 2. Um, if you look back actually even less than a year ago, I was making content for Northgard. Do you know the Northgard? I don't, but I've actually seen some of your videos. <laughs> you can see how far the editing has come. Um, so <laughs> yes, <laughs> but Hey man, same with mine. If you go through, actually, if you go through some of my old videos, they're just kind of, uh, let's plays, I guess, which mm. I still, I know they're fun as hell to make, but like they just get no views. It, it's it's a tough one because that's what i ended up doing for uh for a while i was like oh yeah like i had my um uh hardcore run uh series going the adventures of hardcore bone boy was his name um <laughs> and it was like within you know a week after the video was released it would get like 200 views where my other views which are a little bit more topic directive or or perhaps even a guide were like you know in the thousand to two thousand so i'm like i can't 
if I'm uh, trying to grow this channel and I'm trying to make this like my career, like I feel like that's just taking a sidestep rather than, you know, going forward. I, I can relate to that. For sure. And I, I, I remember I've seen a lot of people like kind of get doxxed for like doing sponsors and stuff or like, like, Hey, obviously this video is sponsored. People are like, Oh, this dude just trying to make money. And it's like, yes, <laughs> that's literally what he's trying to do. It's his job. So, and I think that's a funny medium that we all have to play uh, because like, I'm sure, well, let me ask you, if you could do this full time and you could just make videos on say like Guild Wars or, or just video games in general, would you do it? Oh, absolutely. Not, and again, kind of going back to like, it's genuinely a lot of work and it's not like suddenly I would like, oh, I don't have to work two hours a day and make a bunch of money or whatever. Like it's, it's still, you'd probably work more than I do now. But like just the enjoyment out of it and the entertainment I personally get out of it. Like there's times where I'm editing a video and I just start laughing. I'm like, this is hilarious. Like I love it. So <laughs> like I would personally like I'd love to do this. And, and I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people who are starting out their own gaming channels and, and well, just YouTube channels in general, they want to have videos that go out there and they want to make these things that are enjoyable and that people like, but also that people can do in their lives what they want to to have fun. I mean, I think uh, actually the whole reason that I started YouTube um, was uh, shortly before that, I found out that I was having my third daughter. Yay. Um, three hey, of them. Hey, congratulations. Thank you. Barbie dolls everywhere. So we were um, uh, in having talks of this because up until that point I was streaming and I was like, you know what? Like I'm going to really focus in on that. I also had been making fitness videos uh, for work where I was editing them. I was writing up the scripts. I was putting the shots together. So very similar to what it sounds like you had as an experience. Yeah, awesome. And I was like, yeah, this is fun. Let me go down this rabbit hole and growing to where I am now. It's a weird medium that we have to play that we, that people would get upset about like, Oh, well it's sponsors. It's like, you can grow on your own. And it's like, the ad money that ends up getting made only really starts to accrue when you have a ton of followers, like a ton of subscribers. <laughs> yeah. Like if you think that that's the only way that you're going to survive, like it's, you have to have multiple streams of income. And one of such is like what you mentioned, a sponsorship. Yeah, for sure. And, that, and that's another thing. Like, I know I'm sure a lot of YouTubers release like exactly how much they earn and stuff. And like small channels, man, like I, I've, I'm not going to pry into yours, but like, We'll just say I haven't really made any money off this. It's just all for fun. Uh, I, I'm not doing too <laughs> like I'm not doing enough that I can even really consider even like going to part time with my job. <laughs> Let me put it that way. For sure. Um, I think I think I've made enough money to pay for like the fake beards I have. We'll just put it that way. No, <laughs> I was going to say like I've made enough money, I think, thus far to pay for like my mic and the ring light and I think a, a tripod. <laughs> there you go. Like, and then, oh, oh excuse me. No, I, I broke even because I was paying for a uh, Canva subscription. Uh, so I, where I edit all my thumbnails and stuff like that. There you oh, go. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I mean, that's another thing too, is like, you seem to also have a lot of fun doing your videos and like to a certain degree, like I've gotten to the point where like, it's a hobby. Like it's just something for fun. Like, you know what, if I didn't even make any money at all, like I wouldn't even mind. It's just supposed to be something for fun. It, it gives all the time that I spent playing video games, a little bit more value. Um, and, and I think that's, that's the real thing that I, I enjoy the most from it is like, 
I, I'm able to create these experiences. And it sounds like you're in the same boat is that you're able to create this wonderful experience. The healer video that you just made the other day, which was just, was freaking hilarious. Like the script, the timing, everything was just so good. Um, you're able to put this together and you're able to entertain someone, even if it's only for a couple of minutes, but it's still, it was, it's so good to have that kind of like validity for the hard work that you put in, you know? For sure. And I, so fun fact about that one, the healer thing, I was actually, uh, so obviously, I don't know about you, but like I play a bunch of different games just in general. And I was playing Baldur's Gate 3. It's in pre-alpha, but like it's amazing if anybody's curious. But uh <laughs> I was I was playing it and like one of the characters, she cast this spell, she's like, blagala. And I was like, what the hell? Like, what <laughs> what is she saying? And like for some reason, like it just clicked and I was like, that would be a funny video. And like I just wrote out a script and filmed it. Like right then and there, it was like five hours. So <laughs> and then there, there it's like there goes the rest of your Saturday. It, it goes exactly, so quick. Yeah um and and again like i'm uh, what i'm gonna do for the viewers uh the, well there's nobody there's nothing to view um for the listeners there you go the radio podcast thing whatever the hell i'm doing um i'm going to include in the description uh, uh grant's channel the heavy hat if you guys haven't found it like you're gonna be entertained um i like to make sure that the people who watch my stuff at least get a smile or or find it amusing you know that's something that you're you're gonna really enjoy um <laughs> it, it's funny that you bring up like the amount of time and the effort and all of that stuff but just how quickly those ideas like just culminate and it's like it's almost like i don't know like uh, uh, well caffeinated dad i could say like a caffeine rush it's like i have to do this right now because this yeah. is right in my head like like clear my plans and it's like we had laundry and it's like well the hell with the laundry you know like we got to do this <laughs> yeah. i gotta film this video now if i don't Oh, go ahead go ahead <laughs> i was gonna say like so that's another thing is like because it, for me it is a hobby like i i try to be as consistent as i can like i try to put out a video like once a week or once you know a week and a half or if to me too what i've done too is like if i have a few ideas i'll film them all i'll just release them like once a week but for me like they're over the holidays <clears throat> i uh i there was like a month and a half i didn't release anything and that's Truth, this has got to be something cool for the Guild Wars 2 community. Like, I was still playing Guild Wars, and I'd have people just reach out randomly just because they'd see my username. They're like, hey, man, I miss you. Like, I haven't seen any videos. I'm like, wow, I, that's amazing. But honestly, the reason is just I haven't thought of anything funny lately. Like, I could make a how-to video, but, like, I feel like I want to be known for just a little bit of humor. And, and see, and I think that's, uh, again, like, I'm, I'm drawing a lot of similarities between uh, you and I and just kind of, like, our growth onto the YouTube channels as well as the uh, Guild Wars 2 area is I stopped even considering doing guides and doing things that were like how to's and stuff. I mean, I, I did them for quite a bit, but it, it, it didn't bring me the same enjoyment as like what my current content is, where it's just kind same. of like me fumbling around. And, it, and like, that's, that's in that, it, like, I feel like you, you would be elated from that. Like if someone comes up and it's like, Hey, I haven't, you know, wh wh when's your next video? I'm really excited to see it. Yeah, no, it was it was awesome. I remember, actually, this is one of the reasons why I did the strike video is because it always happened during strikes. I'd mentioned something about how to do something in the fight, and they're like, "Wait, the heavy hat? Like the YouTube guy?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think so. That guy." <laughs> and they're like, "Dude, I haven't seen a video for years in forever. Like, you okay?" <laughs> like, well, actually, I got COVID, but I just haven't had any ideas. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, it's it's odd out there right now. Um, 
I try yeah, to dude. I try to keep like that type of stuff away because I always treat like our content, we'll say, and I say our content, um, as kind of like an escape. Like you know, like the world's crazy. Let's ha- let's have a laugh. Uh, for sure. Yeah. So. I think one question um, that will uh, will not be surprising, let me put it this way, um, is why Guild Wars 2? Why, why, out of all games, because I feel like your your type of humor is, well, transferable to, like, other games, and obviously bigger channels and bigger games will, will always, like, kind of dominate the area. Why Guild Wars 2? That's a good question. Um so honestly, I guess I can straight out say it. I I genuinely do. <clears throat> I love Guild Wars 2. I think it's a phenomenal game. And honestly, I think it's extremely underrated. I don't, I don't think it gets the attention that it deserves a lot of the time. Um, and it's it's straight up got one of the nicest communities of any MMO, any game I've ever played. Um, <clears throat> but why Guild Wars 2? I actually... So in... Gosh, 2007-2008, I actually was in a top 25 US uh wow guild and we were raiding and actually i i forget the guy's name it was the last dragon and wrath of the lich king expansion there's a purple one halion halion someone correct me i guess but uh we had a uh u.s first kill on that so wait uh, wait just just to correct you they're talking about the one right after the uh the uh the ruby sanctum was the raid yes exactly okay so so, yeah it was halion yeah 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 so i had a paladin i remember tanking that one and because like the, our main tank couldn't like because you had to you have to rotate the guy around in a circle and he like he splits into two different it's it's a complicated fight but like mm-hmm. we had the the u.s first on that one and it was like this huge like oh my gosh it's amazing and i in wow during that time of my life i i didn't have a whole set i didn't have a whole lot going for me in life like i wasn't married wasn't dating anybody i struggled with a lot of different things but wow it's kind of an escape for me but when you get to that kind of a point where it's like, oh, we are raiding tonight. And if you don't show up for on raid night on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 6 p.m., like we're going to kick you out of the guild. And it became like a second job for me. And so I actually quit WoW in like, 2000 and, <clears throat> like 2009, I guess, like right as Cataclysm came out. But I just kind of was like, hey, I really want something like that. It's kind of like WoW, but like obviously more fun and not as serious. And eventually – Years later, I actually stumbled upon Guild Wars 2 when I was in college. And I remember watching a video. I, started, I played it um, at launch, actually. So it was that 2011, 2012? Mm-hmm. Uh, 2012, I believe, is when the game came out. Gotcha. For, yeah. Yeah, so it would be at 2012. So I remember I played it at launch and played it for a few years. And I remember watching one of the, the videos that they released about how the combat is so fluid and really cool. And like I, <laughs> I just remember like... Like you can cast spells and move, and like coming from Maui, I was like, "Wait, what? Like, <laughs> that's you can... wait, that's illegal." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like that's amazing, and for some reason, like it's so dumb, but it's like that was the most mind blowing thing for me in the planet. And I was like, <laughs> I have to play this game, and so I actually played for a few years, um, and just kind of just got tired of it. Like I played up until Hearts of Thorn came out. We I had a guild back then. We Got our guild hall, beat Hearts of Thorns. Um, I never really did any raiding back then, but it was just like, I don't know, I just kind of got burnt out on it, if I'm being honest. And just, I didn't pick it up until uh, probably a year ago. And 
funny story is I couldn't remember any of my passwords or anything. So I actually had to buy a whole new account and everything. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. But so I started from ground zero. I had a I had a level eighty engineer with like half ascended and stuff, but like um yeah, I was one of the only people that still played Scrapper in the original Hearts of Thorn before they fixed Scrapper because uh, it was in a rough spot back then. Yeah. Um, but, um that's awesome, go- man. And I, I was just going to uh, co- uh, comment on, like, the jump from WoW because, I mean, right when you – it sounds like right when you left because I played WoW historically, I mean, since uh, the beginning of Burning Crusade, um, and it, that was a heavy part of my life, but – uh, it's it, good for you being able to jump off that early and not like get sucked back in. Well, so if I'm being honest, so one of the reasons I left, wow, um, I'm a, I'm a Latter-day Saint. So I went on a Latter-day Saint mission for two years. I actually went over to Hawaii. So I was one of the dudes in white shirts and ties knocking everybody's doors and bugging you when you don't want to be bugged. So, I mean, when you're, when you're doing that, you can't, you don't play video games or anything. You just focus on like teaching people. So like, that was one of the ways I just cut off video games. But when I came back is when I got back into college and was like, man, I really missed that fun, just team environment. And so that's when I found Guild Wars. So, so not to go off on too much of a tangent, um, but what I will say um, is the story right after this is, is horrible. Um, it, you could, you know what you could take it and make it into a video because the way that you deliver it is great. Um, I understand what you what you kind of mean about getting burnt out. I mean, I experienced it in WoW. I experienced it uh, similarly like you did in uh, Guild Wars 2. Um, I started playing right before Heart of Thorns was released. And I played it for a while and, and you know, I just kind of kept getting confused. And it was just, it was too much. This is back right when, uh, like I said, Heart of Thorns came out. And I just said, ah, you know what, whatever. I'll go back to WoW. And I played that for a number of years. But I would cycle back and forth, um, and I think now I appreciate the game a significant amount more because I don't have just endless amounts of free time, and I feel like that's that's an important part to bring up with this kind of equation of the Guild Wars Two, like game itself and why it's under underappreciated. That is true, man. Like Guild Wars Two, like you can be as invested or as uninvested as you want, and. Truth, truthfully, one of the cool things is even though like I stopped playing so long ago and came back and had to make a new account, like in a month, I think I was probably back to where I was anyways. So like it wasn't even that long of, a, I guess, climb. And it was still enjoyable too, since I was like remembering all the different things that I had forgotten and then like all the new stuff that came with uh, Path of Fire, all the new elite specs and everything like that. So No, and, and, that's, and that's what I, I really enjoyed about the game um for the longest time because i remember um like I, I purchased path of fire and i played it for like a couple of weeks and then i got distracted with other things at the time i was i was dating uh or i had a girlfriend which is you know, she's now my wife um and it was like i had other things that were going on i was still going to school and you know there there's just so many different things that i always just kind of picked up and dropped things and guild wars 2 just always ended up made this uh oscillation we'll say um but I never stuck with it. I want to go back because you had mentioned that um, you're a Latter Day Saint, and and you went to the doors and knocked on, uh, knocked on the doors to uh, uh, teach people, see who would be, yeah. you know, willing to listen. Suppose. I was just like in general, just wanted to talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just like reaffirming. I I guess. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sure. I, honestly, man, I think I think that's probably where I got a lot of my comedy from, like. The the thing for me is like 
obviously not everybody's gonna be interested. You don't have to be interested. It's fine. Um, it's just the, I remember I was the guy that like, <clears throat> I would be walking and I remember some dude was like, so I was in Hawaii, right? Um, and I was one of the only uh, white people there. We'll just say that. <laughs> and for some reason, when I landed, uh, one of the guys that leads you guys, that has basically head of all the missionaries in the area. He's like, hey, like he takes, I don't want to say he takes care of you, but he's kind of like your leader. He's called the mission president. He, I landed and he's like, all right, you are going to be our new Samoan elder. I was like, what is that? <laughs> and he's like, you're going to learn how to speak Samoan. I was like, ah, uh, I didn't get trained on that. Cause like whenever you go on a mission, like you go get trained in what's called the missionary training center. It's like, Hey, if you get called to go to Japan, like they're going to teach you Japanese before you actually go out there. And so I landed, he's like, no, I want you to learn Samoan. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so <clears throat> I landed and like a day later, I was like straight in the ghetto. Um, and I had never <laughs> been to Hawaii before. And so like, I remember I, <laughs> I, I'm walking just through the ghetto hearing gunshots and like police sirens constantly. And I was just this skinny little white kid, like trying to speak Samoan <laughs> to these like giant people. And I was like, hi, do, do you want to learn about like Jesus? <laughs> the door slammed on my face all the time. But I think a lot of my like humor came from that just because of all the crap you deal with and stuff you see. <laughs> like, um, I saw a meme today, actually, of uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, in the, the first the first original one when he meets Luke, and he's like, do you know Obi-Wan Kenobi? He's like, of course I do, it's me. Um, but it was like every missionary that talks to a homeless person is like, hey, do you want to learn about Jesus Christ? He's like, of course I know him. He's me. Like, <laughs> it's like every, like, I couldn't tell you how many homeless people just like screamed at you and you're like, okay, sorry, man. Like, cool. Have a good day. It's, it's first off, I have to commend you for, for giving that much time of your life, of your time and your effort to doing something that you believe so much in. And it, like, of course I try to keep, you know, most of the, uh, like the podcasts, like kind of religious free or, or, or not religious yeah, free, for sure. but you, you understand because I mean, yeah, it's a volatile topic, but I will say that it is, you know, good for you for actually spending that amount of time trying to help others or, and, and in that way, even though it sounds like you, you almost got like stabbed a couple of times. Well, I, you get guns pulled on you all the time too. It's kind of funny, but, um, something, something that a lot of people don't realize is you actually pay to go. It's not like, you know, the church pays for it all. Like you save up and you pay to go and like sacrifice two years of your life to do it all. But kind of to help people, that was my thing. And so I was like, listen, like, obviously the religious aspect, I believe it. If you want to learn it, it makes me happy. But like, if you don't, that's fine. Like, do you need any help? I'm here for two years to help people. So like, I mowed so many lawns, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just being a white shirt and ties, like in the sun. So. <laughs> and it was like, and you, well, you said that you were born and raised in San Diego. So you weren't, you weren't unfamiliar with the sun, right? Like you, you, you knew how to handle yourself out there, right? Yeah, I mean, there is some cruel irony about the fact that I'm redheaded and I was born in San Diego and I got sent to Hawaii on my mission. Like, I, everyone's like, oh, dude, you went to Hawaii? Like, did you get anything cool? I'm like, I probably got skin cancer. But, like, other than that, I don't know. Like, Low key, it's, it's pretty awesome. Thanks for asking. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, uh, uh, the story, the, what I wanted to bring up to you um, was uh, uh, when I was a kid, I was actually uh, again like this is why i thought that you would be the perfect guest because i was i had a feeling that you and i were very similar um in a lot of ways didn't grow up with a whole lot of money um my dad worked crazy hours um 
uh, uh, he, uh, you know, uh, at a factory and, and my mom worked odd jobs and what she could and took care of us. And it, it was, you know, they did the best they could. Um, and they gave us what we could. Let me put it that way. Um, I distinctly remember this one time that um, my sister, who had at the time had just recently learned how to drive. Uh, she's a couple of years older than me. Um, she had learned how to drive and she went out somewhere and she had talked to a Jehovah's Witness at some capacity. They knew her. Let me put it that way. Fast forward like a week later. Um, they stopped by and to talk to her because they're following up because for whatever reason she gave them our address, I guess. Um, oh, yeah, I, you know what? We live out in the middle of, of kind of nowhere. Um, my dad's, uh, uh, my dad is still a hunter, so we weren't necessarily unprepared. Let me put it that way. Um, and I distinctly remember like, she was like, no, I don't want this. Please go away. And they go away that time. And then it was like a fast forward a week. She's gone. It's just me and my dad at the house and they come up and they, of oh, course, geez. yeah. Oh no. Like you can see where it's going. And they're like, oh, well, you know, if you're, your sister isn't here, can we talk to you? And me being, you know, a naive kid, I'm like, sure. Hey, what's up? You know, just trying to be friendly, just trying to be a nice guy. That's all I was trying to do. And of course, they're, you know, they give me the whole, whole gambit and all that. And I'm like, oh no, I'm not really interested. And I like walk away. They come back again, like three days later. I mean, it's not even on a weekend now. Like this is like, like prime time during the week. And they're talking to me and I'm I, like very seriously as, as, as I could as like, I, w I was a hefty kid. Let me put it that way. I was with the Pillsbury Doughboy, if like you know he was still in junior high, um, okay. and I basically I was like like no please don't come here anymore. So they blatantly ignore it and come here. So they show up and when they're here, they're talking to me and of course my dad comes out to back me up. Um, now there were some mishaps with their story. Let me put it that way. Um, <laughs> the guy was like this is this is my son and i took it as that was his literal son and he pointed to this guy who was probably 20 years older than him like it was significantly okay. older and he was like he was like yeah this is this is my son and and i and like i kind of raised an eyebrow and i was like all right whatever our cat comes out and our cat is notorious for being a jerk um his name was sylvester he was missing an eye um that's just a birth defect and he's just always been a jerk really he's an, he, he was an asshole 100 percent, and we loved him because he was and he comes out and he's kind of like pacing around us as we're having this conversation in my front yard and he rolls over onto his back and and the the guy goes down who's been scratching at the son who's like 20 solidly 20 years older than than his father um starts petting him petting him on the stomach and and like both my dad and i said at the same time don't pet him. He is mean. And the guy was like, no, 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 no. And again, your, uh, what'd you say? Your white shirt and black tie made me think of this. Um, <laughs> he's sitting there petting him and you hear this cat riling up and it sounds like a Harley Davidson in the oh, distance, gosh. like, like getting really loud. And we're like, please stop. He will scratch you. And he goes, no, I'm great for cats. And then, I turned to talk to this other guy, like to finish out saying, like, please just leave me alone. And all I can say, all I can say, it sounded like someone reached up and ripped a whole bunch of construction paper, just very rapid, like, oh. and you heard it and you heard like the stick 
and this guy's white shirt is now covered in red his blood pretty much from his elbow down to his wrist and oh he's like gosh. he's like why would you let such a mean cat be out here <laughs> my dad my dad who has historically hated every cat that we my, my my sister has ever brought into that house was like i i effing love that cat that is the best cat we have ever had and this dude is like and he was like my dad being himself he was like i can get you a couple of paper towels to soak up some of that blood <laughs> oh gosh it was just a very like just rough situation. We never saw them ever again. They never stopped by to our house, and my dad, you know, occasionally would feed the the cat like you know some table scraps. He was really good. Well, yeah, when you um, had an attack cat, yeah, attack cat. He's a, he's a jerk. Anyway, completely awesome. derailed the story. That's why uh, again, like I wanted to mention, like we probably had someone who was like, "All right, tell a weird story." We're gonna skip that segment right there. Um, <laughs> coming back to you and coming back to uh, Guild Wars Two, um. I have to ask, what is what are you most excited for in the new expansion? Are you going to play the new expansion? Uh, yes. So I actually, I pre-ordered it. Um, but one of the things I don't think a lot of people know is I've kind of taken a pretty big break from Guild Wars. Like, I don't think I've genuinely played for more than 30 minutes in the last month, month and a half. Um, I actually, it was, uh, it was right on the same time I got COVID. Uh, I was, I, long story short, I, was, I got sick for a few weeks and my work gives me paid time off for it. And I was like, sweet. Like part of me was like, cool, man, I'll be sick. But like I can play video games for two weeks. <laughs> but uh, I, I literally about a week into it, I just played like every single day. And I realized that I was just logging in out of habit and just look, joining world v world just out of habit. And I was like, I'm not having fun anymore. Like what in the world? And it, Again, it's a phenomenal game and it's so much to offer. It's really, really fun. I would re recommend it to anybody. But like, I personally just rapid fire burnt myself out over a week. And I realized I was like, no, man, like Inner Dragons is coming out in a month. I'm just going to take a break, play some other stuff for a while. But uh, honestly, like, I haven't watched any of the streams that they're coming out of. Like, I like, there's a, there's like a Jade Pet or something I think I saw. I know we're getting like skiffs and things, but I personally, like, I purposely haven't been watching very much because I want to be excited and I want to be surprised myself. Um, I think even just being surprised at some of the things may lend to even my videos of like being surprised at how fun something actually is and making a joke about it or something. No, that that's excellently put. And, and honestly, I respect for you. I respect you having that much control because I certainly have not. Uh, <laughs> I've been uh, like eating that that type of stuff up, but it sounds like you took a step away to just focus on something else. You were able to uh, spend all that time, you know, playing Guild Wars Two, and then finally understanding. Okay, well, you know, I was just doing this because it just felt like what I always did, and that's just I was on autopilot. Um, so I guess the question is, what did you play when you weren't playing Guild Wars Two? Um, I, so I am a PC gamer now. Um, I do have a Xbox one, I, yeah, Xbox one, but it's, uh, outdated and we kind of just use it for a Netflix machine at this point. But, um, uh, I beat God of War 2018, which is phenomenal. If anybody's played that or wants to know it's out for PC. Um, love that. I've been playing, oh, Cyberpunk 2077. They just had a patch drop today, which is phenomenal. It's actually I don't know if you've played Cyberpunk. Have you played Cyberpunk at all? I have not. I haven't. I I try to avoid like most of the hype until I've actually seen something from the game. I'm I'm not one of the typical pre.
pre-orders or or to 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 ride that wave let me put it that way for sure uh, so long story short cyberpunk 2077 like it they spent way too much budget on the hype machine and like not enough budget on finishing the game and it came out like a year and a half ago like completely broken it was awful um like still like a good core game but it was just so broken and buggy it was just unplayable but like the patch they just released today it basically brought it to where like oh this game is actually fun now this is where it should be a year and a half ago so i was playing that today um i actually i in the makes i have a script written for lost ark i'm playing that a little bit it's i'll say it's not as good as guild wars 2 if anybody's curious but it is free so i mean doesn't cost you anything to try it i was gonna say yeah um i i've seen heck i'm looking at my discord and i think i see seven out of like the uh or excuse me uh yeah no uh my direct messages i have like seven out of the past 10 are all playing lost ark i think that's the big hype train um yeah pretty much well and and i think it's i think it's good honestly to do exactly what you said which is to you know just go out and play something different i you know a lot of people talk about like all the things that you have to do to prep leading up to an expansion whether it be i mean i remember distinctly for wow but i mean even here in guild wars 2 i think i even made a video where it's like you have to do these things before uh end of dragons releases and it's like sometimes that isn't the best way like spending hours after hours prepping for the expansion i feel like it takes away from the enjoyment of the expansion because you just burnt the you you burnt yourself out yeah, for sure. I mean, even I'm guilty of that too myself, honestly. Like I know for a lot of my, so I, I have a, I think other than elementalist, I have like a level 80 for every uh, profession or class. And my favorite couple, I was like, all right, like inner dragons is coming out. I have to have at least 250 uh, points to make sure I can unlock the whole elite spec the second it drops. And it's like, why? Like, this is a game, like enjoy it. Like it doesn't have to just binge it and then be done. Like you can enjoy the journey of like, going for it and seeing that spec get better and better and better so and and i think that's also um what's really important for a lot of players to understand and and i i like your mentality on it i really feel that your mentality is is how games are meant to be played it's not meant to be a chore list that you have to get done right like it has to be it it there has to be an enjoyment factor there right yeah that's why i quit wow so long ago is because it became like oh it's another job (laughs) i mean uh I can't say that I've like, you know, oh, I left the WoW community so long. I, I was playing last year um, when I first started streaming. Um, I was playing and, and I, I, again, I was raiding and I was doing uh, mythic dungeons and stuff like that. And it, it just it was like I had to log on to keep up with everyone else. And it, and I worked a full time job. You know, I at the time I just For had sure. had two kids and it's like I'm, I'm exhausted, man, like. Like, I just want to log in and fart around. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, for, as, honestly, that's kind of why I like strike missions so much. Uh, it's because it's like, you go in and you fight the boss and you're done. It takes like 10 minutes. And it's like, you still have a phenomenal experience. You have a group experience. Like, you can, you know, coordinate with a bunch of different people and it's fun. But it's like, if you're really busy, but you want to get the rewards from it, like, you can just jump in and do it. And I, speaking of strikes, I know a lot of people actually are really unhappy about how Guild Wars is now going to be focusing a lot on strikes in End of Dragons. But from like a like a business perspective, I think it's a really good move because like, don't get me wrong, I love the raids. I have raided. I've done several of the wings. But like, there's a really high skill cap for a lot of that that most of the player base is not interested in. So from mm-hmm. like a business perspective, like 
they're not going to want to put so much work into it to have it potentially fail when only 2% of the community plays it. It's kind of like, did you ever uh, play or hear the, the game Wildstar? Oh, yeah. No, I, I remember uh, seeing a lot of hype around Wildstar. So Wildstar was like that. Like As a game, it was really fun. But like the developers, they were a bunch of people that left World of Warcraft. And they were like, hey, we want to make a game that is extremely difficult that focuses only on like super high-end in-game PvE. And like it just tanked in like a couple of years and like nobody played it and then they shut it down. So like I think don't get me wrong, like I know a lot of people like are complaining that they're not adding more rage and everything, but like from a business perspective of like, hey, how do we get the most players into something? I think strikes is a smart move for them. So personally, like I have no complaints at all. See, and I, and I feel like that is exactly what Guild Wars 2 is great for, is that, that horizontal progression where it, it's meant for the casual player. And I think that's where they've really hammered or honed in, let me put it that way. They've honed in their own, like, section of the MMORPG genre, is that, you know what, like, if you have 10 minutes, you can still do something and still, like, it, it, But but even if you don't get to it, it's like, it's not that big of a deal. You're not falling behind. You're not like missing out because you can't make a raid time. You know, like that's it. It takes away the fun from the game, but it, you know, still adds that like reward for the time effort, you know, for sure. And that's actually one of the things that I got to commend guild wars for being like the best at is that horizontal progression. Like my, my main has like, you know, full ascended gear, but like you can, if you want go spend hundreds of hours and get legendary gear and like the stats aren't any better so it's not like oh my gosh you have to get your legendary gear to like raid with us tonight or whatever it's like you could go in exotic and be just as fine was like five percent lower than ascended even yeah it, it's it it really helps out. and again i think that's why i'm starting to appreciate the, the game a lot more is that fact of like i i can put in the time and effort that i can and still be relatively in the same ballpark as someone who has spent a thousand hours in the game, you know, like I, I feel, mm -hmm. I feel like the game does such a great job of putting that together, and I feel like that that's a, a, as you put it, a beautiful business move. Like that, I mean, like I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, you're catering specifically to your audience, and I, I know that there was a post talking about, oh well, you know, this could potentially scare away some of the more, like you know benchmark dps uh, uh guide makers um from the game because it's like all right well now we're not really doing anything with raids we're focusing more on strike missions which it's like all right you just don't fail the mechanics and it's one boss there you go like you'll be you'll be fine i feel like mm -hmm. you're, you're catering to your audience you know for sure and and that's the thing is like in my honest opinion so there's I actually have a good analogy for this too so like a lot of times it's like oh i want more raids i want more of this more of this and it's like they'll eventually get to it i'm sure they will but like if you want the game to survive it has to cater to the majority of its audience so one of my other like, arguably biggest hobbies that i haven't really mentioned a whole lot is like i'm really into cars like i fully built my race car everything like that and i used to have an old mustang and one of my phrases like because people would always make fun of like the v6 mustangs instead of the big v8 so that oh they're slow and it's like if it wasn't for the V6 Mustang, the V8 Mustang wouldn't exist because hardly anybody buys the V8 ones unless you're a performance guy. Like the V6 is everybody just wanted the looks of it as a nice little cruiser. So it's kind of the same thing. It's like Ford was catering to its audience of like, hey, everybody wants this nice looks, but not everybody cares about the high-end performance. It's like 
Gilgore saying, hey, you know, most people want a real quick, easy thing instead of this super hard content. Well done. Like, I, I mean, like, as someone who, like, I know enough about cars that I can I can be in a conversation with car people. Um, okay. <laughs> let me put it that way. Just barely. Like, I, I you know, I'm, I'm holding the code at the event. I'm holding codes at the event. Um, but I, what I will say is that that was a, a, a fantastic analogy because I, and it's true. Like, I mean, like Gil Wars 2 does offer so much for those who just want to have a good time. And then it also offers more for those who are willing. It, it's very much the the opposite of of like what a pay to win is. It's like a pay for well time devotion to win, really. Like, you know, like you spend a lot more time and you don't really do anything that's going to be any better than what someone who spent three quarters less of the time. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, that's the cool thing too, is it's like, you can buy, what is it like all the expansions currently and the base game for like what, 40, 50 bucks right now. And it's like thousands of hours of content if you want. And you don't have to pay a darn thing after that. Like it's amazing. And I, I know like I've heard Guild Wars 2 receive a lot of flack specifically for like the gem store and how they keep like, Oh, like they're all they care about is gems and you know selling stuff. So all these cosmetics that don't mean anything. But the, you know, like I, I've heard such a bad rhetoric for it. But it's also at the end of the day, you have to remember, ArenaNet is a business, and like if yeah, that exactly. if that business goes out, guess what? Like your game goes out. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, and it's like, hey man, thank the few people that buy from the gem store because if it wasn't for them, you wouldn't have a game at all, <laughs> the, or you'd the... be paying fifteen dollars a month for a subscription, like. <laughs> Those those five people are keeping the whole game alive. <laughs> so I remember my guild at one point was like asking, like, "Hey, how much money have you spent in the gem store? How much money?" And I, like, honestly, I was like, "I probably dropped like thirty bucks for just random stuff." And this girl, lady was just like, "I dropped about twelve hundred dollars." I was like, what? "Holy crap! Oh my god!" No, I, like, I mean, you just really like to be more shiny than everybody else, and that's that's really it. It was like you did that, um, uh, uh, your one video that was specifically like that, where it's like, yeah, my character's somewhere in there, and then it's like it gets really bright. You put on your glasses. Oh, that's so good, so, <laughs> so good. So for, <laughs> so for that one, I had the idea of like the bright lights, obviously like sunburning me and stuff, and so that's why the end it's like I pull off my glasses and I'm sunburnt. But I mean, obviously I wasn't sunburned. I didn't go. It's winter in Utah. I didn't go sit out in the sun for four hours. But like. What a uh, madman. He's so no, devoted no, to his content. Exactly. No, I had to, <laughs> I came to my wife and I was like, I have an idea for a video and I need your help for it. She's like, oh gosh, what? <laughs> I was like, I need you to put makeup on my face that looks like a sunburn. And she's like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> now, now, I gotta ask, does your wife, is she like fully supportive of this? Does she just kind of like, all right, you're over there farting around on doing your own thing. What, what is her, her take on this? Do you know? Um, so she, she, she is the best human being I've ever met in my entire life. It's one of the reasons why I married her, but, um, she is extremely supportive of it. She actually like regularly was like, well, why don't you just spend more money on like a better green screen and a better this, better this. And I was like, cause I don't make any money on it. And it just feels weird to dump all this money into it. She's like, but you're having fun. That's the point. But like my, I, every relationship's different. Like I'm the dude who manages all the money in our relationship. And so, like, I sit there and I'm like, it's just not a good business investment, sweetheart. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I absolutely understand that. But, like, I, I, seeing what you're doing with what little, I guess, like, money that you actually have invested into it. Like, I mean, you're doing ph phenomenally. Let's be serious. Like, uh, the content and the views that you get 
from these videos is obviously growing. And I mean, I don't think it's any short part due to your your wife actually having your back on this, right? Yeah, I, well, it is true. Like she, she's been really supportive in like every hobby that I've ever had. Like I'm one of those guys that's kind of like a jack of all trades, master of none type of a thing. Like I've built half of our house, like just on the side, like, Hey, you know what? Like, we don't like this. I'm going to completely redo the stairs and like, well, we don't like the floors. I'm going to do all the floors by myself, stuff like that. And, um, anytime I have a hobby, like I, my main hobby is like, I play a bunch of musical instruments. I build race cars. I play video games. I make YouTube videos, like all these different things. Like I built my PC game. Like they're all really expensive. <laughs> and <laughs> like I, any type of like person that's like, like, I think it's the joke. It's like gun dudes and car dudes don't ever tell their wives, like how much money they spend on their hobby. Mm-hmm. And like when, so my current race car, uh, if you're curious, it's a 95 Honda Civic. And the reason I did a Civic is so that people go, oh, really? Uh, a Civic, huh? But like I, what I did is I took that little 80 horsepower motor out of it and shoved the biggest motor I possibly could in it. <laughs> so it came from an Acura TSX that I imported from Japan and like did all this stuff. When I was like getting all of it together, I had an Excel sheet of like how much money it was all going to be and stuff. And I was like, okay, I could save money here, save money here. And she comes in and just goes, Grant, spend the money, do it right the first time and just spend the money. And I just remember looking at her and going, I don't really, I don't think you realize the uh, financial implications of what you just told me to do. <laughs> I appreciate the support. Let me start exactly. off. <laughs> no, I, but that, but that's cool though, and and I think that that it really placed hell to to who you are as a person is like someone who's really passionate about these hobbies. I mean, like once you actually started, uh, once I saw the uh, the uh, I think it was the pressure cooker episode um, or, or episode. <laughs> you have your own TV series. Um, yeah. The the, uh, the, the pr- turbo cooker. Yeah. Turbo cooker. Thank you. And, and it's like all these different things that are are like involved. And the reason I bring that up is is because it's like that is something that rounds you out as a a content creator and it shows you more of your personality and it's hilarious it doesn't obviously get the same views but it is just it's hilarious to see you do that it's hilarious to see you do this plumber episode which i think is still freaking good so so good um i might pin that at like the top of of the uh description for this podcast episode because it's it, it is great but it does sound like you're out here doing all these different things. And it's like, I was curious to see if your wife was like, you know, all in and all that. But it sounds like, man, she's got your back. Oh, for sure. And that's one of the things like I, I don't, people always laugh, like husband's wife, bicker or anything. Like she's, she's genuinely my best friend in the whole world. And she's the most supportive human being I've ever met in my entire life. Um, and yeah, like, I don't know, like it's, it's always really cool. Like I, I never, she's always really supportive because I never like go and just blow obscene amounts of money. Like genuinely, I, I'm trying to think like my, for the YouTube gig, I, I call it a gig. I guess if I make money for my YouTube hobby, <laughs> I, I have a microphone that cost me $20. I have the ring light that probably cost $10, uh, beards and funny stuff that I was like, you know what? This is just going to be more props. Cause I think I was using like a ruler for a sword before I probably spent $50 on that. And uh, as far as um, the camera, I actually use my camera from work, which I don't know if they know about, but I will just keep it that way. Okay, but, uh, again, I can edit that that part out. No, it's fine. I don't think it's <laughs> it for my work, anyways. But um, yeah, I don't. She's she's always been really supportive, and it's kind of a two way thing. Like I, 
I always am like, Hey, like, what do you want to do? Like, let's go support you. And like, it's kind of funny too, is uh, a lot of the hobbies that I do kind of just go back to like what she would like to see too. So for example, like we, when we bought this house, this is my first house I've ever bought. Um, it was awful. It was, it was hot garbage, dude. Like, <laughs> like grandma and grandpa lived, it wasn't my grandma, but like it was a grandma and grandpa that lived here and they were both kind of like mentally unstable. <laughs> but we really liked the house but like we walked in and like all of the rooms in the whole house were either pink or blue what dude it was it's whack and then like their carpet is like bright blue still and so it was like oh, okay this is a great layout um and it's got good bones and it's got brand new solar that they paid off strong uh, strong, strong bones that's that's always like one of those signs it's like when you hold an ugly baby like you don't want to call it an ugly baby you're like this they'll probably turn out all right but it's like right now man oh not doing good <laughs> oh for sure but like so she i mean like her like anybody you know our age like mid-30s is like oh my gosh we're gonna renovate the house and so like she'll have ideas and like i'll just you know make them for her that, that's, which is where the whole plumbing thing came from anyways <laughs> well like it, it's fantastic to hear that you have someone backing you like that and especially when it i mean like as you put it your best friend but you know uh, uh being married myself and and having that kind of we'll say balance we'll uh we'll say be between uh uh each spouse and just having one fully committed and it, i mean she was about to let you spend i don't know how much that acura engine would have cost but it sounded like it was going to cost you quite a penny yeah it was uh I think when i originally added it up because it like so it's, a, it's the engine transmission wiring loom like everything to like completely swap it was like 12 grand and i was like <laughs> i don't want to spend that much money and then she's like just spend the money and like don't get me wrong i'm not wealthy it's not like i did it all overnight either it was years and years of progress yep. but like um it is worth it my the good phrase i heard is the cheapest person spends the most money because if you buy really crappy stuff you'll end up buying better stuff later Yes. And you you would have been <laughs> All right, so you brought up cars, so I, I do want to tell you. Um when I was 16, I bought my dad's uh Dodge Dakota. He had a Dodge Dakota Sport. Um it was a four-cylinder, not even a six. It was four. And this thing had like little guardrails on the side so that you could pick it up and put it into a real truck. Um it was <laughs> it was just fantastic. What sorry to interrupt. What year was it? Do you remember? 2001. Okay, I, I was the reason I asked because I learned how to drive on like a 1985 Dodge Dakota. Okay, okay, uh, it, it wasn't wasn't that old. Although the model didn't really change all that much wasn't, uh, between like the uh, late 80s all the way up to like the the late 2010s when they really stopped making Dakotas. Um, yeah. I think they're cycling. I have no idea. Um, but it, it's it's funny because I drove it was it was manual and I learned my first truck was manual. Um, and I learned how to drive it. And I love the thing. It's great. Drove it into the grave. It, it ended up accumulating like 250,000 on it. And it was just the, the, one of the best trucks that I had. And um, so I had that truck and then it crapped out on me while I was in the middle of school. Um, and I didn't really have any money because obviously school. Um, yeah, I, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> school things. Um, I, uh, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. And at the time I was, um, I had just married, uh, well, was it before or after it was before i think it was yeah it was before um before um we were engaged uh my wife and i um i was kind of like in a bad situation because i had to 
you know, drive 45 minutes to get to school. And then I had work, which was an hour the other way. So it's like I, I needed a vehicle. My in-laws lent me their 1990 Honda Accord. Um, All right. <laughs> this thing, and and uh, let me say this, was a 1990, you know, a, a great, great vehicle, strong vehicle, right? 40,000 miles on it. Really? 40? Whoa, dude. But they like, just never drive it? Or never what? touched it. So um, they had two vehicles, and they primarily used one, and the other one was like, hey, if we had to go two different directions at the same time. They let me use this, and, and this thing had 40,000 miles on it, and um, the heat and the it, it didn't have AC. Um, it just had heat. Even in, like, if the summer you turn on the air and you put it on the blue side where it says, oh, hey, this is cold air, it was just, like, less hot air is, is yeah. really what it was. It was a wonderful thing. I, I, I talked to you about this because it, it took me a, a very long time, and you're, like, the cheapest, uh, 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 you said the cheapest car guy, was it? Is the... Oh, what did I say? It's like the cheapest person spends the most money. It, well, it, exactly, and and that epitomizes this particular story because I made that like assumption, and I was talking to my wife about it. My wife is in finance, um, so of course, you know, like I had to. I always joke I had to run it through my financy. Um, yeah, and um, she, uh, we were saving up for a truck. I had an eye on a Tacoma because I always like Toyota's brand. That I wanted a truck that I knew that would last. My sister kept swearing, oh, you just buy, you know, buy a new, tr uh, you know, a used truck. You'll save half the money and you'll do all this, right? And she was like, we just got this Nissan Armada. It's great. It's going to be fantastic. Traded in this, or well, uh, no, we traded in this old beater 1990 Honda Accord, which was kind of like, I don't know. I imagine it's what the captain felt like when the Titanic was sinking, like you beautiful beast, like... <laughs> see i'll see you on the other side it, it was actually it was touching it was magical my grandfather or my uh father-in-law cried um we uh I went and got a tacoma bought a brand new it's great love the truck my sister's nissan like crapped out like two months after they bought it it only had like i think like seventy thousand on it but i think they lost the entire transmission for some reason or uh if i remember correctly it was a whole transmission um and it was just like they just kept feeding money into it so i bring it up as kind of like it, it like your story and and your thought is is per the perfect epitome so 12 grand you know but <laughs> do it right right out the gate like i get that oh, you sure. save you save up for it and then you know you're good and that's what you currently have is, is that vehicle that you excelled out for sure and, and the thing is like for me in particular with my little race car like the reason I picked that motor and built it all, put cams in it, blah, 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 blah. Like, and the fact that it's a civic, <laughs> the reason I love it is because it's, you know, it's got rims on it and stuff like that. So people are like, Oh, it's dude, put all this money into a civic. And like, it does, I timed it. It does zero to 60 in three and a half seconds. Woo! So like for a 95 Honda civic, you're like, wait, what in the world? <laughs> so like, I'll have like Jaguar type X's like, rev at me and like i'll just blow them off the line and they're like how what is in that like how did you possibly do that and so like that dude spent you know a hundred thousand dollars on his car and i've spent you know a total of fifteen thousand dollars on my car and i'm like yeah well <laughs> oh that's it be like be like that sucks for you is that factory model nice yeah good for you man <laughs> yeah <laughs> um no that's that's great and, and again i always leave with the uh, uh time for this because i do like actually just engaging with people and, and finding out like more about them because yeah we talk about the game and we make that 
that's kind of what my uh, both of our channels are about and then this podcast but um i i, I like hearing these type of stories because it, it again it, it adds depth to your character and that and honestly it, it has been absolutely great sitting here chatting with you i did want to actually uh, give you a heads up we are at actually the one hour mark look at that there you go and go go so i told you in the in the beginning i was like i usually plan out for about a half hour but the, like every single time i do this it's like oh hour 15 hour 20 now it's it's you know it's 11 30 in my house you know <laughs> oh gosh yeah. no, well no it's it's 10 30 but uh fastidious uh, uh, uh saying that it is um uh, uh, to end on a good note, um, um, end on uh, not spending thousands and thousands of dollars because I've been spending a lot of money recently, mainly on house things. So I'm not in the mood to spend here any more money spent. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Um, two things. One, um, what is your favorite profession out of in the Guild Wars Two? Well, just uh, just for the viewers, you just right off the top of your head. Has a a hard one if i'm being completely honest um favorite profession don't think about it just go don't think about it guardian because oh, i feel dirty saying that if i'm being fully honest because it's so popular but the my, my guardian is the character that's named the heavy hat but the reason i like the guardian is because you can just do everything let's just be honest like you i i think i have like five equipment sets that's probably what i spent the most money in guild wars four is to be able to have a bunch of different uh builds and then equipment sets but like you can just do whatever you want man like you can condition dps you can power dps you can heal you can tank like you do whatever you want so there you go fair enough fair enough no no that's um i like as much as i i sat there and i'm like oh look at that playing only the popular profession as I'm, yeah <laughs> I, as i'm laughing in the very bottom with my engineer um like i get it i've played I Go ahead. If I if I am gonna be fair, my very first character I ever played was an Astura engineer, and it is still probably one. It's probably my second favorite. And, and see, I I can understand that, and I feel like a lot of the different profession, all the different professions have their unique things that I like about them. Um, so like Guardian, you nailed it right on the head. Love them all. Love all the different versatility um options that you have and role options that you have playing that. I, I don't know. I just feel like I, I've always enjoy, enjoyed the engineer because it's not what people expect. But I, I, I can respect you doing Guardian right off the top of your head. I, I can respect that. Well, yeah, there you go. You asked for the top of the head <laughs> one, I guess. <laughs> right off the, the heavy hat. Um, what I want to ask um, next is just actually a little something that we can end with is what is one strange fact or, or random fact about you or your channel that most people don't know? I actually do have hair. <laughs> so, that, that was right at the top of the viewer. Like I had like questions to pull out, like what question should I ask him? And it's like, I need to know if he has hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell you this. So like I, for some reason, the first couple of videos I filmed with a hat and I was like, that was, so my channel used to be called let's play it. And it's like, that's the most generic crappy name on the planet. So I changed it to the heavy hat. Cause I realized I was like, I'm wearing a hat in all of these videos. And so it just kind of became like a joke. Like even to the point where, if I'm doing the like the old wizard character, I have a white hat like underneath the wig, which is to <laughs> me freaking hysterical, like just to wear it like that. But um, I uh, it kind of just became a thing where I was like, hey, like I'm always gonna wear a hat in here. Nobody's gonna actually know if I have hair. 
Um, but there is one scene in one of my videos that I will tell you I messed up and I was not wearing a hat. And I didn't catch it until after I posted it. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> the illusion. It's gone. It's exactly. Gone. <laughs> no, that's. The mystery is gone. That's fantastic. Like, and, I, and I, again, like, it, I do remember when you were, um, uh, let's play it. Um, and it, it, again, like the, the switch to the heavy hat, I, I could understand that. Um, I mean, hell, before I got the whole caffeinated dad logo and all that sort sorted, I was actually my World of Warcraft character's name, Crothan, and that was very unoriginal. And it's like, oh, who? Like, who? Uh, I don't know. Um, so I can respect you for that decision. Now I get to comb through all of your videos to find that one scene that you don't <laughs> have the hat and, and don't tell me and make it a mystery. Um, but with that, um, we do, uh, we are at the end of the podcast. I, uh, uh, did you have any other things that you wanted to talk about or anything that you felt the viewer should know? Um, well, if anybody from my channel is listening, check out the caffeinated dad because he is hysterical and has a very similar sense of humor. And if somebody's listening to your podcast and is not uh, subscribed to you, what are you doing? Subscribe. I, pl I plan on putting this out on all of the social medias. This will go out on Wednesday, the 16th of February. Um, so I'll actually even make a post on my uh, YouTube community. Um, I've actually had a couple of people in my comment section demand that you and I do some type of collaboration. I felt like this would be, really? the yeah. Um, uh, uh, Pelis or, uh, it's like Pelagus, I think is, 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 uh, YouTube name. Um, he's got a goose as a icon image. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, I, and I bring that up because I, I have seen when I've gone to comment on your videos, I've seen his name and I'm like, Hey, I know you like, um anyway uh thank you for, again uh uh for being here i really do appreciate it thank you for uh for uh, telling us a, a, a bit more about yourself understand you as a character it's been a lot of fun i had a great time yeah me too man it's been an absolute pleasure and i appreciate it all righty folks this is going to be the end of today's episode of the brood for gaming podcast make sure to tune into next week where hopefully I will beleaguer people into getting onto my show. That's what we do here. Um, as always, stay safe, stay caffeinated. Take care. <laughs>